Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. The LodgeCast is a little podcast where we watch weird movies so you don't have to. Episode 161, Dumb Money. Who am I today? (laughs) Who am I this time? Hello and welcome to a stonk-tastic edition (laughs) of the LodgeCast. With me as always is Brother Bishki. AMC to the moon. (laughs) We got Brother Lucas in the brack. Hold. And returning super champion... An investor extraordinaire, Brother Justin. Oh my God, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) The movie is dumb money. Dumb. (laughs) So no matter what happens tonight, when we go in there, that money going to be dumb. Yeah. (laughs) No. This is a financial episode. Yes. We're gonna talk stonks. We're gonna we're gonna teach you how to invest. We're gonna talk diamond hands. We're gonna talk crypto. Did AMC theaters create the word stonk, or did stonk exist before AMC? I think we're gonna find out. Yeah, I think we're gonna find. We're gonna find stonk origins. There better be a nice music swell when someone coins the phrase stonk yes. in the movie. Stank? No, stonk. Stonk. So. Justin doesn't know much about this movie, so instead of talking about what Paul Dano may or may not be doing in this film, we're going to talk about our own history with that particularly volatile time period where GameStop and AMC stonks were flying around, Mm -hmm. and maybe a little crypto talk. Maybe a little doge. (laughs) A little doge talk. Dogecoin. I've never wanted to just get out of the car (laughs) mid-podcast more. We've ambushed Justin. Brother Justin, let me tell you. Listen, we've all got our our funny little stories here. So, Bishki, why don't you kick it off? You were a pretty... uh, pretty fervent stonk king back in the day. Yeah, we have our own little chat called Stonk Kings that has, <laughs> has basically drifted off the map. Yeah. I don't think anyone... <laughs> Nobody's contributed in a while. Since the stock market's been flat for like two years, it's basically just been a flat line. But we used to have a lot of little rocket emojis. Yeah, we used to get very excited. Diamond emojis. I think it was Super Bowl 2021 where, where, mm. where Lodge Master was like, you heard of this Dogecoin? <laughs> And I got um, some Dogecoin to sell. Immediately you. Come joined down this back alley with me. Immediately joined Robin Hood and, and oh, threw some money at the Dogecoin. Yeah, and um, and did quite well for myself that year. I was sure. I, I beat the market. I was up twenty five percent. Brush your shoulders off. And uh, and then twenty twenty two happened, and the fucking. Russian war and all that shit. Just the whole thing just kind of collapsed. Thanks, Putin. Yeah, the crypto market collapsed, which was it was a bubble. There was no question, but but um but in the meantime, I made some money off AMC, made some 
I didn't, I didn't really do GameStop. That's the big right, thing that we're right. dealing, dealing I, that, with here. That's kind of a blind spot for me. I was only interested in AMC Yeah, I tried to buy. Yeah, and I still do own some AMC. It's the only stock I own now because I just pulled out of the market completely. Cause it's Sponsor just, us, AMC. Yeah. We it, lick your boots every week. We prostatize. But but, um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I was I was a dumb investor like many people at the time. And, uh, retail, Bishki. Really retail retail investor. investor. But like it was, the mall, it know, was kind of clothes. a hopeful time. It be- was. Because it was like, wow, these dudes on Reddit can just like swing like stock prices and everyone jumps on board. And there and was a there was a growing fetish of posting your losses. Like people get really excited when it showed that you just lost 200 grand and they'd be like, I fucked up. And they'd be like, we love you, ape. Yeah. Hold, <laughs> hold. Yeah. Diamond hands. Yeah. So it's, it's it seemed like we we're entering a new. Sorry, apes. I had paper hands and sold. <laughs> Just a very specific uh, time period with a very specific uh, set yeah. of catchphrases. Uh, yeah, it's all kind of faded away now. But we're gonna. But this movie's like coming. Cogs. Hey, it's a oh, it's a movie to remind. It's, us, it's a movie podcast to yeah, remind exactly. us of this era that is past, and it's about a year and a half too late for this movie to That's come right. out. That's right. It late. feels like a, a Max, like like or a Paramount Plus, a little plusy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel theatrical, even right. though I love Paul Dano and, and I Seth don't. Rogen. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just like the trailer I've seen a million times. Yeah. Well, what's tough is just like like what? Well, how the. F- uh, like how fucking fast are you supposed to make a movie? No, yeah, right. you know what I mean. Like our zeal for this sort of content can't be, you know, quenched, satiated early enough. No, you know, we're addicted. That's right. We yeah. are addicted. We, we want need, docs we need to on see demand. ourselves in the mirror of truth, like a Law and Order SVU. And you know, who was on the cutting edge of that was like Funny or Die, right? Where yeah. they would just like make a Pioneers. fucking movie in like a month. Just to just to get their first, put their flag in it. So, any more financial history, Lucas? What's your deal? Yeah, no, I'm completely like uh, left out in the cold. I tried to buy <laughs> in on the the whole uh, AMC stonk. You were two thousand and late tulip fever. Yeah, no, you you texted me. You were like, "Are you getting in on this?" And I'm like. <laughs> Oh no, like, should I get on it? You're like, oh, no. yeah. No. And, by, and literally, no. by the time I downloaded my Fidelity app, it was like no. the prices were too high and I was I was like locked out. I was like, shit. Like, oh. I'm always just like a hair late in this case, like seconds, like sliding doors. Oh. But I think it was a blessing because I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. But, but I did learn that if you're going to invest in something, you should invest in something you truly believe in. And like, like AMC yourself. theaters, yeah, like AMC theaters, like, like rightly or wrongly, I would invest in them because I come here every week to watch movies. We come to this yeah. place. I'm still holding. For magic. We we are holding. I'm holding under my AMC. Live editorial note. That is bad advice. <laughs> be, be a slick dick asshole with no conscience and you will make more money. That's right. Fuck what's right or wrong. If Penny you stocks, want to yeah. make Penny money. Stocks. So my my stonk history is very simple. All you need to all you need to know is that yes, I'm holding AMC stonk, and yes, I get stockholder perks from AMC. I'm kind of a big deal. But what you really need to watch out for is if Dogecoin ever returns, and goes I, to a dollar. I become rich. <laughs> so just know that. I have so much Doge. Did you sell any Doge? No. Oh, wow. I sold no Doge. I distinctly remember you asking me if I'd heard of it early 2020. <laughs> 
and I very clearly said, how about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> in 2020? Yeah. And I was, uh, I should have listened, Ooh. I guess, in hindsight. But you never know with this cockamamie bullshit. Well, here's the thing. Justin's like the confident sensei just watching all this fucking go down. He didn't touch it because he'd been through the war. <sighs> Justin, share whatever you're comfortable with. We need to know. So I was never a believer, <laughs> but I got in on Bitcoin pretty early. Oh, I've heard of it. And was in some uh, pretty, pretty serious financial trouble. And it had been going just kind of, it was like, it's 1200, it's 1600, it's 1200, <laughs> it's 1600. And I was like, all right, well, I'll get off the roller coaster and yeah. sold it all. There you go. And, uh, I want to say six to eight months later, it was uh, 50,000. And so uh, I wouldn't fucking be here right now if I'd made a better financial decision there. <laughs> You'd be like, come watch this movie at my own personal AMC. That I yeah. Own. I bought the company. So, you know, oftentimes you get one shot to create generational wealth. And that was mine. <laughs> And uh, so fuck all this. But, I'll be mad about it till I die. But you are here tonight, and we're so happy about that. Thank we, you, Justin. We, we don't want you yeah, living up you, in that ivory Justin. tower. We want you here with us. No, sure, that I'm tearing up over your <laughs> I'm professional. Yeah. That yeah. would suck to have a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, Who needs that? Fuck that. We could just live off love and light. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Love and light, but my my financial advice: don't try to beat the market. Just, no, just follow it. Um, the house always wins. The house always wins. Don't even like look into stocks. Just <laughs> just invest in a mutual fund and just ride it out. But please and spread then, the word about Dogecoin out on the street if you can. <laughs> if you Do can, Dogecoin to a dollar by the end of the year if you can if you can work it. Diamond. Fucking hands. <laughs> All the other crypto is bullshit, but Doge to a dollar. All right. We're going to go see whatever Paul Dano's up to, and then we'll tell you about it. <laughs> Love and light. Love, Love and light. light. Stop wasting my time. You know what I want. You know what I need. Oh, maybe you don't. Do I have to come right back? Back from dumb money, y'all. <laughs> Cha-ching. Cha Diamond hands, Diamond am I hands. right? Diamond hands, y'all. Listen, we forgot to mention our encounter at the yard house before the movie. Our waiter, I would say he was pretty cold to us, pretty indifferent. You know, it wasn't rude, but he wasn't really excited about our table. But when he asked what we were up to tonight and we told him we were going to dumb money, he lit up like a fucking pinball machine at Christmas, man. <laughs> he was a fellow ape through and through. You could tell. Yeah. And he's like, you know what other movie I like like that? The Big Short. The Big Short's the best one. Yeah. But this one looks really great. Oh, yeah. gee, guys, have a great time. Yeah. Yeah, they're on guys, the house. Did you guys oh, see the documentary? <laughs> yeah. He was fully, fully in. So we know at least he's going to be there. And this was... 
a packed house. This is an early screening. A friendly house. This was like showing a movie about Sam into a theater full of cats. Before we get to it. Yeah, here we go. RottenTomatoes.com says, Dumb Money is the ultimate David versus Goliath tale based on the insane true story of everyday people who flipped the script on Wall Street and got rich by turning GameStop, yes, the mall video game store, <laughs> into the world's hottest company. In the middle of everything is Snop's a- getting a little cheeky there. <laughs> in the middle of everything is a regular guy, Keith Gill, Paul Dano, who starts it all by sinking his life savings into the stock and posting about it. When his social posts start blowing up, so does his life and the mm. lives of everyone following him. As a stock tip becomes a movement, everyone gets rich until the billionaires fight back and both sides find their worlds turned upside down. Period. Wow. I mean, there you go. Mm -hmm. That's it. Dumb money. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to be the one to do it, but somebody is going to edit his footage from this movie into the Batman so that Bruce Wayne looks like he's losing a bunch of money Ooh, because of the good. Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Someone's going to do it. That's true. Oh, God. So I've long gone on the record being a little anti-Dano, maybe being a lot anti-Paul Dano. Listen, he's pretty damn likable in this. I got to start softening my fucking stance on that. Yeah, I, I think when it's, when it's not a drama and right. you're not like trying to seriously invest into him i can i can handle him like this is it's, this is a comedy and just something about the yeah in a, in a drama something about the smug way he's looking at me doesn't i don't it doesn't sit right with me yeah. well he plays a good punching bag <laughs> yeah like he's great in movies where you're supposed to hate him but that at right. the end you might be like Oh, he's, oh no, oh, he was the, abused earlier. I only know Paul Dano from 2006 and 2007. I don't know any other Paul Dano. <laughs> in, in between? I didn't see the Batman, but tonight I was like, wow, yeah, he's an age today, I guess. No, like, he, he's, he looks exactly the same, right? Am I he crazy? And, he and Skeet Davidson play uh, siblings in this. And I was looking at them at the dinner table. I'm like, Skeet could be anywhere from 18 to 25 and... <laughs> Dano could be like 16 to 24, you know, and the man's probably like 50. It's like, that adrenochrome they're drinking. <laughs> he does look pumped full of it. Oh, man. So but I'm not familiar with Dano, but yeah. Well, you, you saw the Fablemans. Yeah. Oh, right. I yeah. forgot he was in that. Oh, man. The monkey, I blocked the Fablemans for my life. The monkey was all over him in that. But it was but, a rowdy crowd. We walked in. Rowdy super crowd. rowdy. Everybody was stonked up. Yeah. You could tell they're probably still holding. And I saw the, the dudes in front of me. You know, there's a lot of like montages of like people on TikTok and people on the news like talking about, oh, my God, GameStop is going crazy. And the dudes in front of us saw somebody that. I think they knew personally because yeah. they started flipping out. They're like, oh my God, it's blah, blah, blah. It was just some random guy was up it there. It was the yeah. DiCaprio meme pointing at the TV. <laughs> it was. So they all were doing it going nuts. So I will go ahead and say this. It feels like the social network, like super light, no calories, no caffeine diet version down to the music, down to the fact that the Winklevoss twins executive yeah. produced this. Yeah, they basically said, you know that opening scene from the social network? Like, make every scene that. Yeah. Know, <laughs> like, right. I think it's generally more exciting than 
than that. It, uh, um, sure. Well, it's such a specific time and place, and we yeah. had precisely nothing to do at that time other than look straight at this bullshit. Yeah. So we're like the ideal customers for this movie, and everybody in the theater was ideal fucking customers for this movie. Yeah. It's so specific that I found it entertaining. I don't know how entertaining it's going to be for people who don't know of Diamond Hands. Or Robin Hood. Or, or Robin Hood or any of that. Yeah. You know, who just like cruised above that altitude and didn't get into that fray. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, everybody knows about Facebook, but this is like a real niche movie. Yeah. You know? No, it's, it's throwing memes out and... And everybody in the audience is recognizing every meme. It's 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 great. Yeah, yeah. And so, but like, would my mom like this? Would she know what's going on? Like, I would think she? It does be enough interested? exposition, don't you think, at the beginning to sure. set it up? It's a because it's such a simple premise. Really, it's not about the stock market. It's about this one instance. Right. Yeah. I so mean, that's enough to I think get a handle on, right? I think so. But also, it's like. The stakes feel kind of low overall, like to me at least. Like I know people's bank accounts are shooting up and then dropping, but it's kind of like it's still kind of chill. Like <laughs> the whole movie is kind of chill to me. I, I, I liked how they introduced all the characters. I, th the, I think the cast is pretty stacked. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't have to go through everyone, but. but um, you got uh, America Ferreira. You got Clancy Brown. You got Clancy Brown. Always, always cool to see him. You got the guy from In the Heights. Yeah, Anthony Bramos. You got Dane DeHaan as his almost always masked up uh, GameStop manager. Yeah. Seth Rogen. It was interesting to see him in like a billionaire role where he would normally be the Pete Davidson role. Like yeah, yeah. 100% in his previous life. Yeah. yeah, his character setup I thought was pretty fantastic where <laughs> you think he's being a dick about movers not coming in to move furniture into his new mansion. And then you find out that he actually bought the house to just demolish it to put in a tennis court so that so his, his, kids family, <laughs> his kids could play tennis during COVID. <laughs> that's so good. And that's another thing that this movie does really well that I, I don't know if I've seen it in too many movies yet, but it'll start creeping into every movie. Mm -hmm. It's the weird COVID time period of it all. Yeah, and I did catch some emotions because it was just like, you forget what we yeah. went through for a year. And, 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 and this movie takes place right when we're starting to come out of it. And, but some people are still really heavily masked up. You know, like it's it's a very, again, very specific time and place. And if you lived through it, it's really well realized. <laughs> like yeah. it feels like you're there. And it's just kind of a, ooh, it's a punch in the gut of that PTSD of yeah. that time Struggling period. to hear people through masks. Yeah, the mask <laughs> robs you of your humanity. You can't see anything. Yeah. And they really do that well. Like they're in school and the, the teacher's just like, <laughs> Such, ooh, ooh. Makes me wonder how many times I saw Dane DeHaan during COVID and didn't recognize him because <laughs> right. he was wearing a mask. That's Could like, be half a dozen for all I know. That's like something that Johnny Depp would do. He'd be like, I'll be in your film, but I'll always be wearing the mask. You know, like it's some like it's almost a stunt, but 
it's cool because when he does take the mask down, it's always for dramatic effect. Like he has a line, you know, that he has to really sell. And that's when he, that's when he'll take the mask down. And so, yeah, I thought, I thought the performances across the board were great. I mean, yeah. what, what else do you want? Yeah. And I like introducing everyone by their net worth. And, and that was cool. And, yeah. You know, that's all the information you get on people. And, <laughs> and um, that's all you really need in this story. Yeah. You just want to track and see what people like, you know, when you're, from billionaires <laughs> to people that are, you know, negative, uh, you know, 50 grand in the hole from, yeah. from student loan dead. And, yeah. And then just seeing it rise and seeing it fucking plummet. Yeah. Like it really gets into that feeling of you're about to get on a plane. You see where your totals are. You're like, oh, I might sell. I might have to get off this train. And then when you land, you look at it and you lost all your fucking money. And you, and you just should have, it was the flick of a thumb that yeah. is, was the difference. Fun anecdote. <laughs> I sat next to Gallagher on a plane once. Oh, mm. shit. And the There's flight attendant <laughs> kept uh, yelling at him before the plane took off because he was day trading on his laptop till Whoa. the very last second before Whoa. it took off. Watermelons? Big watermelon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Frozen concentrated are orange up. juice. <laughs> Sell. Mallets are way up. <laughs> and uh, when that plane, that the wheels hadn't touched the ground yet, he got that laptop back out. Oh my Whoa. god. Yeah. W was it an Acer? What would Brent? <laughs> Something tells me it wasn't Toshiba. a MacBook. Probably a Lenovo. This was like <laughs> 2011. You sat next to Gallagher uh, next to him? Gallagher was in the middle seat. Oh. I got the window <laughs> on a Continental Airlines flight from LAX to Houston. Oh, Gallagher weird. flying bitch. Yeah. Amazing. That is amazing. Getting squashed. I do want to see a movie about Getting that. Getting squeezed in between the seats. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what else what else is there to uh to point out about this movie? Like I, I just said, end the fucking podcast on my Gallagher story. <laughs> yeah, let's go to right, we're, yeah. we're definitely not going <laughs> to We've peaked. We should sell off right there, but we're going to hold let's, all the way down to the end of this episode. Let's go to those Gallagher bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Let's go to them Gallagher bombs. <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> it's dumb money. What do you want? Uh, Brother Bishki, you're first to bone. First to bone. All right. Well, hey, I was coming into this, you know, uh, in for a, a good time. I didn't know. Um, I, I knew Dana was in it, but I didn't know all the characters <laughs> in it. And um, I, I think it really captures the kind of the excitement, the kind of gambling uh, fervor that that took place. And I don't know if it'll happen again. It seems like the hedge funds will, yeah. will hedge us off from doing <laughs> this ever again. But um, but I, I think it captures kind of the, you know, just the general workaday anger of people, a frustration dealing with the elites That's in right. this country. And... Uh, and I'm a sucker for all of the um, internet montages and memes. They do it pretty well here. I think I think it's well done. It's uh, like not overdone. You can overdo it. What was that movie we saw where they overdid it? 
with Andrew Garfield. Oh, uh, was it Mainstream? Mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> which I, which I was, I was a sucker for that movie. Too. Yeah, you were. And um, so you know, I came in and I, I, I laughed quite a bit. Pete Davidson and I was making me laugh, and, and he was bringing it. Is he? I mean. What what's our temp on Pete Davidson? I'm I'm pro Pete. He's yeah. always a welcome sight in yeah, a movie. For I've me. come around on yeah. this. I mean, at least as, as long as it's comedy, I'm I'm, I'm and maybe maybe as long as it's supporting because he was perfect here. He yeah. just drop in a little Skeet Davidson, you know, jab here and there, but we didn't have to deal with it. We didn't like have to deal with too much of a dramatic turn from him. He was yeah. just the comic relief. Yeah. And I thought Sh- Sh- uh, Shailene Woodley is that, is that I'm pronouncing yes. Right? Um, I thought she brought some good heart to the to the the wife character. I, I've always liked her. And that also brought an extra layer because she's a noted anti-vaxxer. And oh, is she? <laughs> okay. With all this. Well, she was with Aaron Rodgers, right? Here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The cusp of the vax uh, time period. In this I'll movie. do my own research on that one. But <laughs> do some toilet research. I I'm probably gonna go higher than most, but I, I'm gonna Ooh. give it three bones. I had a good Woo! I had a good old time at the movies. I, I think this was is it when it comes to kind of a big short style movie this is about as as, as good as yeah no one was talking to the camera you know we don't need that we yeah. don't need the full treatment I thought the, I thought the exposition you know it's a lot of exposition but it's it's handled pretty well and pretty entertaining and it moves between all these different storylines pretty um effectively so that's my bone count don money three bones pretty dumb brother justin how dumb are you gonna go Ooh, I can be pretty dumb. Uh, I like to re- uh, represent the dumbasses on this yes. podcast sometimes. Yes. The the working man. Mm. Uh, I didn't know this movie existed till a couple days ago. And I got that AMC <laughs> invite and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Dumb Money Early Access? Is that the title of the movie? <laughs> uh, but the... Um, Director Craig Gillespie, I yes. think, is fantastic. Lars and the Real Girl, uh, I Tanya. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's that kind guy, of he's kind of perfect for this material. Yeah, that guy brings it. And what I really appreciate about it is the effortless nature of a lot of the comedy in here. Yes. Like a lot of the biggest laughs in the movie weren't even actual jokes on the page. Right. It would be like you know, someone turning their head and revealing they have a rat tail or, you know, like <laughs> right. something that someone says like in another room. Yep. Yep. That's uh, a good point. Yeah. And that, that was pretty fantastic. But I, I was aware of all of this, but I didn't know, you know, the nitty gritty. So there were a lot of inside jokes that didn't really land with me. Right. But I thought it was well made. Uh, and, you know, I had a pretty good time. I'm going to go two and a half bones. Two and a half from Brother Justin. Quick question. Vincent D'Onofrio is in this film in a pretty strange role. Do you think they went to John Malkovich first? Seems like a Malkovich oh, role he to feels, me. He feels and sounds like Malkovich. <laughs> just, a, just a little thought. Probably. probably. Malkovich was too busy doing Mind Cage. Exactly. Uh, Malkovich was like, I'm not feeding a pig in this film. <laughs> Brother Lucas, what are you going to do? 
Uh, this was a, a chore for me. What? I heard you laughing. I know. I, I heard, heard you laughing. laughing. Broken <laughs> clock is right twice a day. Oh, no. The trailer did nothing for me. If you've seen the trailer, you've seen the movie. Paper hands. He's going to sell. Very, very, yeah, episodic. And it was like, yeah, whole thing was like a montage promo, like in between, <laughs> you know, YouTube videos or whatever. Oh, I thought Lucas was loving it. I, thought I feel like it. maybe if it was about the kid's parents with like Pete Davidson in the house. And we saw the like the story unfold from their POV. I'd be like more into it. What? But this is not a movie, guys. Like I know how great you you love it because you made money off you know AMC. <laughs> but the, the fact is, they didn't even like throw AMC into the mix, and we're all in an AMC theater. Could you imagine how like crazy the crowd would have got if there was a meta moment like in Barbie and Century City? It you know? was disappointing. And there's no fucking AMC. Yeah. You guys no can kiss my fucking ass. I saw one AMC reference in the whole thing. In, yeah. on, a, on a little, I don't know what it was. They could have yeah, gotten harder on the AMC. Wait, I bought AMC stock. That didn't do shit, right? No, it did. It went to the moon. It saved the fucking theaters from going out of business, basically. It Adam went... Aaron was about to fucking be up to his eyeballs and shit until us apes bailed him out. Yeah. Fuck, I need to reinstall it's, the Where's that movie? App. No, it's back down. But anyway, back to the bones. <laughs> it was at the moon, Justin. But yeah, the whole movie felt like it was in first gear, never got going. <laughs> and then he like, testifies on zoom and I'm like that's the climax like this is the movie like yeah, and then there's a bunch of epilogue text and there's so much reading i just stop reading because oh no. like nothing matters anymore oh well dumb money no money dumb this is one and a half bones <laughs> mm. <laughs> money dumb sell oh he fucking sold he sold out listen dear listener this hothead back there was laughing consistently. He was having a good time. So I don't know. He's just playing too I cool. I never need to watch this again. He's, I never need to watch this he's again. He's playing too cool for school well, right well, I now. I mean, I don't either, but no. no. <laughs> None of us are going to watch this again. One and done. Listen. <laughs> I laugh at bad movies all the time. That has nothing to do if the movie's good or if I was entertained. I was fighting to stay awake when I wasn't laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that is so classic. Listen. This is not a bad movie, but I will, in the same breath, say it doesn't really feel like a movie to me. It feels like a limited series that we just saw all the episodes and they were all mercifully short. I don't know what it is about it, but that's what it feels like to Was me. Was it written for Quibi? It might have been a Quibi original. I thought the script was great, but again, it's like it was so chill. It just felt... I don't know. It just f didn't feel like a movie, but because it is a movie and I, w I think I need two people to sign off on this if we're going to certify it. I think it's great laundry folding material. I would say it's like the best laundry folding material. Can I get one more? I think you got to pay a little more attention. Oh, we're not certifying you know I mean? it. Huh? Certified. Okay. Like there's too, too much text on screen, too many... I, subtle jokes i guess so i mean unless you can fold all your shit like while looking at the screen the whole time <laughs> depends like some on sort how, of laundry ninja it depends on how professional and how ninja like your laundry folding skills are i won't fully certify it but you kind of know what i'm saying here it's very entertaining but i feel like it will be douched from my cerebrum tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. D douche certified. <laughs> douche. It's douche certified. You know, something I can't get out of my head. I'm trying to figure this out. When did we hit the point where we're starting to make movies about such weird shit? 
like there's a movie about the guy who buys the rights to Tetris. Yeah. There's a movie about a guy who signs Michael Jordan to Nike. Dude, it's going to it's going to get even more specific because there's more people with more varied interests and they're all fucking obsessed with minutia. Mm-hmm. That's why we're going to get <laughs> a movie about the guy who almost partnered with Charles Barkley on some shoe that didn't work out. Okay. You know, like it's 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 only going to get crazier. You know what we need to do? Cut this out of the fucking podcast. I don't want to give this out for free. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> wink, well, wink. I'll cut it out. Who invented the hypercolor shirt? Mm. Oh, see? That's prime prime real estate right, right. yeah it's gonna because those are coming back oh my god yeah who invented hypercolor and was there a competing brand that also had a heat reactive qualities I mean, I mean anything brand oriented no matter how niche yeah is getting its own movies so yeah or it'll be a whole world based on little hypercolor animals you know Ooh. Mm. yeah this is a billion dollar trillion dollar idea premium And then someone's going to make a movie about me giving that idea away for free on a podcast. (laughs) Yes. And then dying poor. (laughs) That's what we're talking about. I want an Olive Garden movie. Oh, fuck. This is great. This is fucking great. I want a Tim Burton Olive Garden movie. (laughs) No, AI Tim Burton from 1990 directing (laughs) an Olive Garden franchise now. Lodge Master and I used to talk about making action movies, but getting them funded by huge companies. Oh, it's getting so close. Uh, and I think the best one was called Escape from Cheddar Bay, <laughs> a Red Lobster original. <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, we could so probably finger, sell that somewhere. Delicious good. You fucking sell the biscuits at the concession oh, stand. Oh, it's so good. Come on. It's so good. I can taste it I'm now. Hungry. Oh, my God. Let's go to Red Lobster, guys. That's dumb money. Dumb <laughs> wait, wait, money. Wait, wait, wait. How many bones? Oh, shit. Three bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Holding. Hold on to those holding. bones. We're still holding on to AMC. Oh, we're we're going to hold until my cold, dead hands <laughs> have my AMC stock <laughs> ripped. <laughs> Ripped from my Robinhood account. That's right. That's right. Amen. Love and light. Brother Justin, thank you for investing in us tonight. Hey, anytime. Diamond hands out there, folks. Puna Moon. Another classic episode.
Hold, hold, hold. hold.